This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Following our appropriate, obligatory, and loving expression of condolence to those most directly affected by these recent acts, which are not conceivable by mere mortals, are they? But after our condolences there, too, I must tell you, my secondary thought was, if I think I've been having a tough week, I am not president of the Orlando, Florida Chamber of Commerce. Very tossed. I'm not going to beg you. Well, okay, I might, but it's unseemly, and I think we both ought to be spared that spectacle. I am Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest. And what started as, what was it, two scheduled vacation days, you know, use them or lose them, and we have the conventions coming up. And so I am absolutely focused on the immediate pre-convention, convention, and post-convention periods. And with an eye toward the calendar and all of that, what started as a, as a two-day uh, holiday became a four-day holiday because of uh, medical condition. I, as I mentioned to you, again, in, in, the, in the shadow of all that's happened, it seems uh, an awfully cheap reference to make, but I do it because I would do it in uh, other circumstances. And uh, and I think I've done it and I want you to know I have a chronic vestibular condition. Uh, Shorthand. Uh, Think uh, the, the New York Times, my child bride found for me a an essay from the Sunday New York Times, which I've yet to read. I'm holding it. It says, dizziness with no end. Vestibular migraines. That's what I have. I know where mine came from. At least the doctors think they know. But vestibular migraine. And to make it, put it in shorter shorthand, uh, think seasickness. If you've ever been seasick, you know what the symptomatic manifestations of this kind of migranous disorder are. 
If you've never been seasick, don't get seasick, okay? Because with all this talk of gun control, the single most effective argument for gun control is seasickness or food poisoning. Because if you've ever had either in its full-blown form, if you had a gun, you would crawl to it and use it on yourself. Uh, so uh, I maybe twice a year I get these uh, attacks and uh, episodes, sorry, under the circumstances especially, to be respectful. I get these episodes and uh, you know, too dizzy even to lay down with the whole deal. Think seasickness. But I'm certainly in good stead when you consider I'm here with you today on the Blaze Radio Network. You are the best and brightest. one 3393 And how do we exactly react to what happened during the weekend? What is it I ought to have said or you might have said to us, to me, to us, in these 48 hours I've been absent on Monday and Tuesday? Today is Wednesday, isn't it? Uh, Skip, is today Wednesday? Yes. You know, you get in these fugue states and you kind of, the days run together. one 888 Orlando, Florida. The shooter turns out to be a rather queer Islamist. And I mean that literally, I intend it literally, and all the baggage that attends it. In a way, it provides, were, were I a defense counsel for uh, Omar, And given that we are now told he was homosexual, that he was a regular patron of this gay bar for several years, and several eyewitness accounts already that have leaked out uh, provide us with a colorful depiction of Omar in the club regularly Uh, picking up or endeavoring to pick up uh, other men and using a gay male dating app on his phone for this purpose. And the odd thing is, we're a lawyer defending him, and one soon will be, well, no, actually, I, I guess I guess the posthumous defense will be unnecessary. See, I was thinking more in terms of the legal end and the loss of human souls than I, I was of the fact that the shooter is not with us. Uh, but it, were he to require a defense, a clever defense attorney would say, 
well, I'm going to remove from the table the notion that he was an Islamic terrorist because he was no Islamist because he was no Muslim. If you're not a Muslim, you can't be an Islamic terrorist. If you're not a Muslim, you can't be an Islamist. If you're not an Islamist, you can't be an Islamic terrorist. So you can't be an Islamic terrorist if you're not a Muslim. And you're not a Muslim if you're out regularly. I mean, unless I misunderstand this scheme, if you're out at bars regularly consuming alcohol and uh, having sex with your own gender, I think we all know what happens in countries that do subscribe to Sharia law, and that is the linchpin of everything I have ever said, will ever say, of anything having to do with religion of any kind, anywhere, anyhow, anytime, and that is that Sharia law is the linchpin to this entire matter insofar as religion is concerned. If you want to measure, if you want to test... Where you test is at that stress point, Sharia law. If you're for it, you are a domestic enemy of the Constitution of the United States. If you are for Sharia law, if you support it, if you embrace it, which means you wish it to be used to run affairs of men and women and affairs of state and the law and all of that, if Sharia law is the template of the enforcement of day-to-day life, and for all who believe in Sharia law, that's exactly what Sharia is. If you believe it, support it, endorse it, embrace it, you are ipso facto an enemy of America. You are an enemy of Americans. You are a blood enemy of Americans, America, and of the Constitution of the United States. If, not if you are Muslim, but if you embrace, endorse, support, proclaim Sharia. As Guru Jay has long held, and as I challenge each one of us now, as I challenge each one of us now to consider, the real cutting point that has been intentionally, I believe, avoided here so that this excruciating judgment, because it's not easy and it's not kind, and like a lot of other things, it's like surgery. I mean, at moments like this, it's important to be kind. It's important to be loving. It's important to, to the extent it is possible to pull together. But the very act of pulling together is made of the recognition of certain shared values. Yes, certain shared values. Love is good. Murder is bad. You know, sense of community is good. Sense of alienation is bad. Anything that's a policy or an act or a behavior that requires that you are unkind and violent to others rather than just shirking social contact with them. It's fine. This person, I don't like this person. I, we're not alike. We, we've tried, but we don't think alike. So maybe we just won't hang out. That's fine. But 
something that requires you to kill other people who don't agree with you, well, that's different. That's why the linchpin, and I don't have a great deal to say. I mean, I do, but I I don't know that anyone wants to hear it. So I, I've said about 99% of what I'm going to say about about religion, now or ever. It's what I've always said. The cutting point, which is largely ignored, is Sharia law. I realized this when my FBI, my top-level national FBI contact, said to me, as I have shared with you, Several years ago, we are concerned chiefly with the number of people in and entering America who support or would support or do support or will support Sharia law. That's what we in federal law enforcement consider the cutting edge, the dividing line, the linchpin. And that, my friends, my beloved friends, That's what it is. It's Sharia law. Whether one believes in it or does not. And to the degree anyone's going to question religion, which is not what this show is going to be about today, but to the degree anyone wishes to cut surgically to the quick of the question, the question starkly is right there to be considered. Sharia. Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. On the Blaze Radio Network. Best and brightest, I am Jay Severin, back live. Thank you for your indulgence. Uh, I was off Thursday and Friday. I was sick yesterday and today. Uh, I apologize. It seems like much longer, doesn't it, than the last two days of last week and first two days of this week. one 888 one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. I'm trying to think of the last time I, I took a vacation where I didn't like wasn't you know throwing up or or you know uh, nervous about something. You know I have forgotten what a real vacation is like. But um, you know what, real vacation to me is being here with you. And I know how cheesy that sounds, but I I say I give you my personal word. On that, this isn't this isn't what I do. This is who I am. Uh, okay, Orlando, uh, the wife. That will be an interesting question to discuss whether or not she'll be charged. What I do know is that under federal law, 
uh, under Florida law and generally under law, which is very close to the law of underwear, which I studied very closely in law school, the law of underwear. Now, under law, federal, Florida, most statutory, conspiracy is the agreement by a person with one or more persons to conduct in concert an illegal act. Okay? Criminal conspiracy, the basis of the laws of criminal conspiracy derived from the fundamental law of conspiracy, which is the solicitation and or agreement by one or more persons to conduct with one or more other persons an illegal act is a criminal conspiracy. Technically, whether or not that act is ever executed, it is still a criminal conspiracy. One is guilty of criminal conspiracy upon the concert of of agreement even if the act never occurs. But it gets a lot clearer if the act does occur. In this case, the act did occur. And based on what we're being told, Omar's wife acted in concert with him, at least in the the eyes of the law. For a variety of reasons, I'm not going to get into for a variety of reasons. Uh, But uh, one thing that ought to be mentioned is that since we now are told that Omar cruised the gay bars for years, that one and others, picking up men and used gay dating apps on his phone and was gay, quote-unquote, according to his wife, quote-unquote. I think we could say that a name correction is probably wanted, and Omar ought to be Homar. seems to me that Omar Mateen probably ought to be Homar Mateenage Boys. But I'll leave that to the judgmental. I will share with you that the scariest thing to me, the scariest thing about this, strikes me as the most obvious thing on which everyone ought to be able to agree, but, again, voila, does not. And if something awful happens, it seems to me automatic, axiomatic, that people ought to be thinking, Will this happen again? Uh, And, of course, inbuilt is, could this, will this happen to my family, someone I love, me? But the the fundamental, the, 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 you know, the quintessential question is, is this likely to happen again? And... Am I doing anything? Can I do? Can I do? 
are there available to me any tools to affect the prospect of this not happening again and or to my loved ones? And the scariest thing about this to me is politics in this country have become so sick that what we have in a circumstance in which everyone ought to agree about what happened, we have the failure of Americans to truthfully identify, to truthfully look at what happened, to look at a bowl of pasta and say, what I see here are... Uh, two hamburgers. That's the scariest thing. More about which in a moment. Seven on the Blaze Radio Network. Show. With you, the best and brightest, and truly, my friends, one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. I am Jay Severin. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. Orlando. I repeat, we have a partner on the phone, so I just let me say this. Let me repeat this. The scariest thing to me is the reverse of the brilliant and axiomatic, and we've all heard it, the definition of insanity, the operational operational definition of insanity is the repeated action which invariably brings the same result which the actor believes will bring a different result. Said another way, insanity is doing something wrong over and over and over and over and over again, but believing that if you just do it one more time, it'll come out okay. The mirror image opposite of that, and there there are more than one, I'm sure, But it seems to me the direct mirror opposite of this is the moment something awful happens, we ask, is there something I can do to avoid that? Is there something I can do to avoid that or to diminish the prospects of its recurrence? Right? And that requires that you know what it is. And we know what happened Saturday night. A religious fanatic murdered innocent people driven by his religious fanaticism. Does that tell us? That's the fact. That's the fact, Jack. 
The question is whether that fact tells us anything. Can we derive useful, actionable direction from that fact, Jack? Some people believe not, believe it or not. And the scariest thing to me is the failure of some, many Americans, to be able to look at Saturday night and truthfully identify what we know to be the truth. And again, the purpose of this is not political, to, it's not to gain political advantage, it's not to be right or wrong or about being Republican or Democrat. The, the only purpose of something awful, other than what only the gods understand, the, 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 the things inaccessible to mere mortals, I'm just concerned with what is accessible to mere mortals. And and what's accessible to us is, okay, I've seen that, and having seen it, let me let me say what it is, and let me determine whether there's anything I can do to prevent its recurrence. And the scariest thing is that Americans, many of us, will not truthfully say what we know to be the truth, what we saw Saturday night. And that means the prospect that we will prevent it in the future, that we will force our political uh, class to do the things necessary to prevent it, well, those prospects are dismal. If we individually are not willing to identify and discuss what we saw, there's no way in the world that we're going to place pressure on our political leadership to prevent it in the future. It's a disconnect. The wires don't fit. There's there's a disconnect. That's what's scary to me. We are taking no lesson from this awful thing so far. Because the alternative lesson for political purposes, and I'll get more, oh, 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 I promise to get more into this as we go along today and beyond today, because there is apparently an alternative view to two plus two equals four. What happened Saturday night in Orlando is two plus two equals four. What happened is a physical reality. A religious fanatic mass murdered. Period. If you could do it in fewer words and adequately descriptively, go ahead, show off, do it. Here, now, one 900 3393 A religious fanatic mass murdered. Now, I take from that a few things about which I might or might not be able to do something, but I do try to take a lesson from it. There are people, our fellow citizens, many among us, who I regard as uh, 
absolutely deranged in a clinical sense, deranged, who not only, well, I'm not sure they believe it, but they are telling you they believe it, and they are out there in front of microphones and cameras saying, what happened Saturday night is not what I just said. What I said was a religious fanatic mass murdered. What they say happened is that we have a gun control problem. They say, well, we can, we certainly see what happened, and we can certainly derive from it an object lesson. What happened was we have too many guns, and had we fewer guns, this wouldn't have happened, and had we fewer guns, it would not again happen. So the lesson from Saturday night is the problem is the United States Constitution. (laughs) The problem is the second of the sacred bills of rights of the Constitution of the United States of America. That's the problem. And so the lesson that these deranged people take from this is Saturday night in Orlando, something happened. What happened is... Someone again exploited the unfortunate fact that too many guns are available and that too few people are still loyal to the Constitution of the United States, thereby making it possible for, per the Second Amendment, for American citizens to own firearms. And so the problem is the American Constitution. And ergo, the solution is to disregard or junk the American Constitution, thereby producing the solution. Easy as pie. There it is. And if you're Hillary Clinton, or if you're Hillary Clinton, who really understands what happened, but relies on the votes of the stupid, and in brainwashing as many people as she can every day into believing what she believes. And in many cases, her voters, only a light rinse is required, not a full brainwashing. I mean, we're not talking about brains here that require dry cleaning, are we? We're talking about a light rinse for most of these poor bastards. But see, that's how they see it. They don't disagree on the philosophical construct here. See it, say it, solve it. I've told you what I saw, so I've seen it and said it, and I've solved it. I haven't gone into detail, but I've done those three things. I saw it, I said it, I've solved it. So have they. What they saw was a breakdown directly because of the failures of the Constitution of the United States of America. And the solution is to junk the Constitution of the United States of America. And you know what? There are Republicans. No, there are rhinos. No, there are treasonous scum who call themselves Republicans in an act of utter pornography. They call themselves Republicans, and they're standing up on the floor of the House and the Senate today, 
and they are saying, yes, we're proud to be Republicans who admit that there is a gun problem. We did too many guns. And these truthful heroes choosing to cast aside the truth that everything we are, we owe to being Americans, and all of that is protected and enables us by being Americans protected by our Constitution. They refuse to look to the Constitution. They say, oh, the Constitution? Well, come on, uh, we don't want to say so out loud, but Obama's really already solved that, hasn't he? You just issue an executive order. If you find an inconvenient dimension of the Constitution, you merely negate it by writing an executive order. You don't do a constitutional amendment as provided for, as as necessarily includes the voice of we, the people. You just junk it. You S-can it. And you do that by... Uh, you just do that by uh, the old, I was going to say John Hancock, but that would be pornographic. You just do it by Obama's ex uh, on a piece of paper. Well, again, this all goes back to identifying what happened or failing to. This all goes back to a division, and it is a division, between us in which all Americans are divisible into... One of two groups, those who believe the problem on Saturday night was a symptom of the failed constitution of the United States of America, or those who believe a mass-murdering religious fanatic mass-murdered as others will. This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show. Best and brightest, we want to know what happened. Today I turn on the television as part of my preparation for the show, and which is 24 hours a day all the time anyway. But my continued frustration, yours, at the same old shite, the same old, same old, same old, Post-carnage press conference, followed by press conference, followed by press conference, followed by... The minute now I see those mic- that bank of microphones and I see all of the people uniformed and ununiformed, I get a knot in my stomach. It is always the same thing. Today, it was presaged or it was prefaced by the FBI director's bold assertion that he believes it's theoretically possible there may have been some inspiration of the shooter by ISIS. Oh, really? 
You want to really go out there on a limb and say that just because he called in 911 three times during the massacre to name actual ISIS officials and dedicate the deaths of these innocent people to ISIS? You think there's a theoretical chance there was some inspiration? Then they have this, this bullshite press conference. They have the governor. They have the senator. They have the other senator. They have the mayor of the city. They have the mayor of the county. They have that in Florida, a mayor of the county. They have the police chief of the county. They have the county sheriff. They have the uh, LTGPQ, PhD, AM and FM representative. They have the EMS representative. They have the state attorney general. They have the U.S. attorney for the Middle District of Florida. I'm not kidding. They have the governor's gardener. They have the governor's chauffeur. They have the governor's dog walker. Are you as sick and tired of me, of this horse manure? An hour and a half ago, the FBI press conference was out there saying, and I quote, because this was a violation, no, sorry, appears to be a violation of civil rights, we see it as our highest priority. So the FBI sees it as its highest priority because it was a hate crime as opposed to a love crime. Are you kidding me? This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Best and brightest, I'm Jay Severin. Warning. I am about to state for you the facts of the case as I believe them to be. Ready? Quote, a religious fanatic with unknown and virtually unlimited Confederates in the same religious fanaticism who are here in the United States and whose numbers are building every day. Mass murdered, he believes, in the name of his religion. Dateline Orlando. Question. How is it that our fellow citizens could possibly see a different headline? Question. If our fellow citizens see a different headline, how in the name of of our God, gods, can we realistically endeavor to stop it from happening again and again? I take my time because these questions are important.
They're not a press conference in Orlando with the Chamber of Commerce or the mayor or the LGBT queer AMFM community, are they? These are the real questions. We seek the existential answers. Veritas. Talk about personal loss, best and brightest. Personal loss is when you are on the radio for a living, blessed with the brightest audience in radio, who wish to, I always talk about you must have a bumper sticker. We do. It's laugh and learn, isn't it? Laugh and learn. And at long stretches, one without the other doesn't really hold up. And it is to the fulfillment of that bumper sticker, I dedicate everything I do other than my family. And I could argue it's part of being a good family man. It's what I do. It's who I am. But I must tell you, On the basis of this weekend, there are not a lot, uh, there's much learning to be done, but not a lot of cheap laughs, are there? But, with total respect to the respectful elements of this, to the deceased, to the suffering, to the anxious, we pay homage. Beyond that, if a coincidental cheap laugh should spring up, neither shall we make apologies. Agreed? one 888 What happened, and as an opener, you might tell me if you disagree, what happened Saturday night, in Orlando, Florida, was that a religious fanatic who has many brethren in our country evidently willing to do the same as he has done, mass murdered in the name, he believes, of his religion. A mass, a religious fanatic mass murdered in the name of his religion. There are more here and there are more on the way. What you make of that, starting with whether or not you recognize that that is the essential fact of this case, and a lot of Americans don't determines where we are headed individually and collectively. Yes? 
Because when something like this occurs, the logical human reaction is shock, sympathy, and then will I be safe? Will my loved ones be safe? Is there something from this episode I can draw that will equip me within reasonable bounds to conduct myself such that I can help prevent this happening again and or happening to me or my family? And obviously, if you don't see the facts of the case, as I've just stated them, then you're not on the road to prevention. You are on the road to handwriting invitations to a billion other fanatics that says, come kill us, dress informal. No RSVP required. Signed, Americans. Matty from Massachusetts. Welcome. How you doing, my friend? Matt Tay. Who is that? <laughs> that would be Jacob. Come on, that's the real that's the real caller. That's who I want to yeah, hear exactly. from. <laughs> oh, so oh, I'll try to try to get my words out between uh, running away from Jacob. <laughs> um, Hi, uh, refresh our recollection. Jacob is the wise old age of five. Well, he's going to be five in September, along with his twin brother William. Excellent. <laughs> and they have a ten-year-old sister. Oh man! And and what do you do in your spare time? <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> All five minutes of it. <laughs> so, anyway. Now, tell you what, what up. Okay, um, what I called about was, I woke up Sunday morning to, you know, the news blurb, and before I even knew the particulars of what happened, I knew there were mass casualties, and I thought, this is awful, and I was outraged. Throughout the day, of course, you learn the particulars, and I was equally as outraged. Yeah, wait a second. And what's the second thing you thought? Um, oh, after I learned it was there were uh, fifty plus injured or dead. The first, the second thing I thought about was uh, terrorist attack because right. Usually, it's you mean you mean Amish. You mean the Amish. Oh yes, the pesky Amish. We're about their roving, murderous ways once again. Right, or, or one of those roving band of Mormons. You know. Yes. <laughs> anyway, throughout the day, I mean, and, and, and then the, the outrage from everybody else, you know, the outrage pours in from all over, and everybody's outraged. But what my point is, is I hope people are equally as outraged at the politicians standing on the backs of those killed to push their agenda. Yes. That outrages yes. me just as much as they're getting killed. I mean, it was, it Did was you happen to life. see the press conference today? No, no, I didn't. I'm glad. I'm actually glad. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, oh, where was I? Um, so, well, I was going to say, let me let me give you a chance to fill in and catch up. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was it was it was one after another 
of the usual suspects, for instance, the mayor, all of them were dressed in a manner that told you, I recognize this is my big chance. Oh, geez. And the mayor stepped up and he had his hair, his do, you know, he had his new hairdo and he had uh, the new ribbon. He debuted the ribbon, which oh. is the Orlando ribbon, which right. is purple and pink, I think. And then people you've never heard of who have nothing to do with this stood up and said, I just want to report to you that I can't answer any of your questions, but I am overwhelmed by the offers of you. The same script, Matt, were interchangeable for all these people, and there was nothing they had to say. Nothing. And it was perfect because nothing is what they're all about. What they are all about is a continuous hail of news conferences saying, well, I represent the U.S. Attorney's Office, and you know, because this is a hate crime which violated, this is, this is a quote, this was a hate crime, an apparent, sorry, an apparent hate crime that violated the civil rights of, of people, civil and human rights. This makes it the highest priority to the FBI. Man, am I relieved, aren't you? All right. You you collect your considerable brain power. We're going to break and come right back to you. Maddie from the Commonwealth. The Jay Severin Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. And the best and brightest on the Blaze Radio Network, one 3393 We return to Matt from the Commonwealth. Hey, Jay. Um, well, I have mustered considerable brain power and gathered what little thoughts I have. Um, <laughs> and you are so, smeared with mustard because Jacob ate lunch and approached you with open hands. Wow, you must know how everything goes on around here. Uh, that's, that's a daily occurrence. Anyways. Um, so throughout, throughout Saturday, you know, throughout the Sunday, Monday and Tuesday, all you hear about is how a gay nightclub and gay people were killed and gay, gay, gay. And I expressed that I don't care on Facebook. I expressed that I don't care if you're gay or straight, black or white, you know, Protestant or Catholic. 50 people you were an American. Killed. Yeah. 50 Americans were killed. And this affects all Americans. And... Of course, the liberal so, uh, social justice warriors come out and say, but gays were killed, and it's a gay and a gay, and then they try to turn it around, make it look like I'm homophobic. And it's like, you're right, no, it's a greater guy. crime, by the way. You know, I mean, yeah. 50 oh, Americans were slaughtered, but if, they, if any of them were gay, then the gay murders were more serious than the straight murderers. And, and if not, if all of them were gay, then it's clearly, you know, the... Uh, it's the me uh, lie, uh, uh, you know, right. of 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 gay murder. I mean, because it's right. these are different kinds of murders. Because we we ought to be honoring and taking more seriously the first degree murder of people of certain sexual orientations over or more than or less than people of other than sexual orientations. 
Matt, it's madness. It is. I mean, it, it, it's. I mean, you just saying that it kind of reminds me of the uh, Whoopi Goldberg's rape. It's this rape and this rape rape. So I mean, what is it? Murder and then there's gay murder. Right. You know, it, no, there's like, and there's there's rape, hate crime. Murder is murder. And there's hate crime. And if there's hate right. crime, there must philosophically and, and in any number of other categories, if there's a hate crime, there must be a love crime. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, so other than that, what happens from this? I mean, do you think that the Democrats win on this? I mean, because so far they are. In the 72 hours following this, Matt, the Democrats are saying they're right now they're filibustering on the floor of the Senate for gun control. And some Republicans have joined them. And as I'm about to talk about, I hope I get to it today, Maddie, the most frightening thing to me next to murder is that they are going to use this as they always do to try and shortcut law. Uh, I think the Democrats are going to try and shortcut the Second Amendment and say, well, we don't need to go through this whole, you know, lengthy process of constitutional amendment. We'll just change it with executive order and we'll politically shame people into joining us. That's what they're right. going to try to do. That's what they're trying yeah. to do right now. You know, as, as they uh, repeatedly say, never let a uh, tragedy go to waste. Exactly. Maddie, I appreciate the call uh, now more than ever, as perhaps uh, you know more than ever. That's Matt from Massachusetts. I appreciate his call and want to say, in the spirit of what Matt has said, uh, the Democrats see this, not the Republicans, the Democrats see this as an opportunity for politics. Who can we blame? How can we gain? We can blame the NRA. Do you know the day after the slaughter? The headline on the New York Daily News newspaper was thanks NRA. Did you know that? Did you know that's real? Did you did do you know that occurred really? The headline of the New York Daily News the day after the slaughter was thanks NRA. So let's get this straight. A group lawfully devoted which really ought not be needed, right? <laughs> you know. I mean, if you've if you've got a constitution, then groups devoted to its maintenance ought really to be kind of, you know, a belt and suspenders, right? Oughtn't that be a bit of a redundancy? Wouldn't you think we wouldn't need a lot of strong, active groups in America supporting the U.S. Constitution? I would think so, because... That is what forms the basis of everything we are as Americans. But the National Rifle Association, a group which has for hundreds of years legally advocated for the maintenance and education about and support of the Second Amendment to the Constitution of the United States, is now somehow being blamed for murder? In every, every single time 
The left blames the NRA and they blame gun laws. And every single time it's true that criminals will always have guns because until you wipe off the face of the earth all guns, which of course will never happen, then the people with guns will be the criminals. Duh! Criminals! (laughs) Because that's what criminals are. They are crime. They break the law. So this whole notion that, gee, if only we had no constitution. And that's how they see this. That's how they see this. The Democrats see this as an opportunity to politic. Blame the NRA. Blame the right wing. Literally. And for Democrats, it's a war against Well, you know, because maybe you don't know. When you looked at what happened Saturday night, you thought of a lot of things, and one of the very, very, very last of them was politics or retribution or blame. And God bless you for that. But the first thing that Obama and Rahm Emanuel and Hillary Clinton et al. thought about was, how can we blame How can we raise and fix blame against the Republicans for this? How can we blame the U.S. Constitution for this? And they have. And some of us buy it. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. 1-888-900-3393. I really, I don't want to get hung up on this. And every time I'm reminded of the, that is to say, remind myself or you remind me, we remind each other of the severe grief involved in this for these victims and their families, their loved ones. It, it seems almost cheap to be discussing it at all. I almost wish, you know, if I were a Democrat, I'd be calling for an FCC regulation to ban discussion of such loss on the public airwaves for 10 days following the loss. And I, if I were, were I a Democrat, I could do that in good conscience. But I'm not a Democrat. I'm a patriot. I'm an American. And so therefore, I believe it ought to be left to our individual tastes and judgments. And if discussing this event or discussing it in the way that you find objectionable is something of which I am guilty, then you won't listen, which is the greatest direct punishment that exists. You will tell me so via J-A-Y underscore S-E-V-E-R-I-N on Twitter. You will tell me so the most direct way. Until and unless that happens, 
I reckon you wish me to express my feelings and take advantage via the Blaze Radio Network of expressing yours. one 3393 Democrats, only Democrats, only the left, not Republicans, saw this as an opportunity for political gain. Blame the NRA, blame the right wing, literally, literally. According to Hillary Clinton and the Democrats, it isn't a war against us, it's the U.S. Constitution. The real problem here is the Constitution. If we didn't have a Second Amendment, we wouldn't have had those people harmed. That's the problem. That's the enemy, the American Constitution. Do you know that Hillary and Bill Clinton have accepted, within the last couple of years, have accepted tens of millions of dollars from the heads of state of countries that execute homosexuals summarily. Did you know that? I figure you do. There are nations that if you are known or suspected, or if an enemy of yours turned you in, quote unquote, as a homosexual, The secret police come to your home, and maybe they kill your family in front of you. Maybe they don't. And then they kill you. And what I always thought was a noteworthy fact, that often suspected homosexuals who are arrested, seized by the Iranian, the Saudi the Iraqi, the Yemeni, the uh, all-ISIS team, when any of those authorities sees a suspected homosexual, often before they throw them from the tops of large buildings, collapse walls on them, bury them alive, stone them to death, all of these are absolutely and extremely well-documented facts, my friends. Before they do those things, let me see, did I mention them all? Oh, before they light them up and burn them alive, before they put them in cages and lower them into a river or a swimming pool, And forgive me, because this is my way of grieving. My way of grieving is reminding us, is forcing us. Well, of course, you can always turn the dial. My mode of grieving is forcing the best and brightest people in our culture to face facts because facts sometimes are not eagerly sought out because they are too ugly and I understand that and I am guilty of anyone as anyone of it but possessed with those facts you could be damn sure I'm going to pass them along 
and suspected homosexuals are beaten, beheaded, burned, drowned. All of the other methods of unbelievable, torturous death I've just mentioned. But you know what precedes those torturous means of death? Homosexual sex with their captors. Rush runs a, a very funny bit uh, that, that someone does, uh, that, that runs uh, <clears throat> within his show, that says, you know, uh, welcome to our hotel. And there are certain rules of which you ought to be aware. Uh, one of them is uh, certain things will not be allowed, punishable by death. One is homosexuality. Homosexuality will be punished by further homosexuality followed by death. And that's exactly right. What, what, the, what the savages of ISIS and their like do to suspected homosexuals is to homosexually rape them, then kill them for the crime of homosexuality. Now, whether or not that's sicker than killing your own daughter in an honor killing because she was seen outside your house uncovered. Now, I mentioned this to my colleagues the other night. Something that occurred to me, and I'll bet to you, was that not many hours after I heard about Saturday night in Orlando, it occurred to me that my wife and daughter, somebody's wife and daughters, somewhere, have surely been killed, tortured and killed. Why? Well, obviously, for committing the same heinous act that suspected gay people committed on Saturday night. In this case, if you came home from the Pulse Club or its equivalent in Yemen, you'd say, oh, big fun. Oh, big fun. Big night out. Oh, big fun. What did you do, brother? Oh, we we killed and shot and beat. Oh, so much fun. You should have been there, brother. Oh, we killed and beat and shot many women and their daughters. And not that it needs asking, brother, but why? Oh, why ask her why? <laughs> but so long as you ask, they were dancing. Dancing. They were uncovered. They were dancing uncovered. They were unaccompanied. They were dancing uncovered, uncompanied. I could go on, but clearly, you, there you have it. Next time we go to kill them, we'll call you. You shouldn't miss out on the fun. You know, Hillary and Bill Clinton have accepted 
tens of millions of dollars from the heads of state of countries that rape and torture and kill gay people summarily. And no one will ask that. And the Clintons will never have to answer to it. And now the scariest thing of all, as Guru Jay has predicted, the Democrats will now move, I'm sorry, are now moving to do what they have done with the most major issues of freedom for the last 50 years. Rather than try to marshal public opinion, i.e., rather than attempt to argue their position and win people over, at which they fail every time. So rather than argue people and win the position by argument, rather than that, rather than follow the rule of law, which they do not, they, the left in this country, our country, they're going to violate the most sacred trust of this country by perverting the Constitution by fiat, without the will of the people. Exactly how? In a moment. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I am yours and truly Jay Severin. 1 888 My purpose here today, and to the extent this case unfolds and we discuss it, and it will and we will, uh, again, is not blame, it is recognition. There is perhaps a very fine line between blame and recognition, but I intend to recognize it and walk it. I'm not concerned about blame. I'm concerned about recognition because ultimately, ultimately, I and you are concerned of neither. Our only concern, that, that is to say, other than the essential human responses, of faith and deep sympathy. Other than that, our only operational responses to this require analyses, you know, logistics, tactics. And once the grieving is done, and depending on where one sits in relation to the Severan Doctrine, the bullseye. Think of the think of the bullseye, the classic bullseye, as in archery. 
and think of how close to the bullseye you or anyone may be based on your relationship, real, psychic, whatever, to the persons who were victims, to the loved ones of the victims, to the geographic location, where you live, to where you work, that everyone lives in somewhere in concentric circles that end in a bullseye at the victims and the act. And derivative therefrom is the way, the nature, the the nature of our grief. It's like 9-11, the original 9-11, from which the Severn Doctrine on this matter sprang. I recognized as a, as a social science matter, you draw a bullseye. And, you know, at the center of that bullseye and various descending centers or out- outreaching centers are people who died, people who lost an immediate family member, people who lost... A lover, a cousin, a friend, people who didn't lose anyone whose name they knew, but who worked in the same building and got out alive. Someone who didn't work in the building, but who worked down the block and was traumatized forever running for their lives. You know, certainly people who lived in Denver that day were far enough away from the concentric center of the Severan Doctrine bullseye that they were, I'm not saying they didn't care. All real Americans cared, but they were not as traumatized in Denver as a population as people in Manhattan were or in nearby New Jersey or Connecticut where almost everybody knew somebody who lost somebody. And I'm saying here that that's appropriate and that's how our grieving and our consideration of Orlando ought to go. But the next thing on our list as sensible humans is what happened and how do we prevent it? The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.